Northland Outdoors Radio. Welcome back to Northland Outdoors Radio. I'm Brett Amundsen and listeners to AM 1240 KDLR or 96.7 FM in Devil's Lake know the name Jason Michelin. And honestly, listeners all over the Northland Outdoors Radio Network know the name Jason Mitchell, or should I say Hall of Famer Jason Mitchell. Jason joins us now on the the radio show. Uh, How's it going, man? Good. I'm worried that you're going to jinx me. The fish or the deer don't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're. Uh, see, what are you doing? You're actually outside uh, checking trail cams right now. Is that right? I am. Yeah, it was 30 mile an hour winds, and so I thought, well, today would be a good day to go check a few things. So oh, I'm I, out and about, and <laughs> you don't want to be out on Devil's Lake in 30 mile an hour winds. Come on. Well, I've been out there plenty of times, <laughs> believe me. And uh, yeah, I've been I've been meaning you know I, checking trail cameras to me is like Christmas. You know, opening up pack presents when you're a little kid running down the stairs wondering what Santa brought you. Oh, and absolutely. So, uh, yeah, you know that's the beauty of where we live. Is there's so many great things to do outside. So. How are they looking? Are you opening up some uh, some nice presents there then, or how's everything looking? You know the yeah you know the first trail camera there's a four by four that you know. I don't think it'll be a, a great deer this year, but it'll be a great deer next year. And then uh, I just checked out another camera, and uh, there's one particular deer on here. It's a it's a five by five, and he's just been borderline the last couple of years. And I'm thinking, boy, he's still around. Maybe this is the year that he'll be he'll be something. And so it's always fun just to kind of see which deer made it and what deer, you know, especially when you have a history of some deer and you kind of recognize some of them, and you know, and you've had a few of them walk under your tree before. It's always kind of neat to see who lived and who, who survived the gauntlet last fall. So, To me, I think that's one of the, the, the neatest aspects of deer hunting nowadays. You know, some people bag on trail cameras and all this technology, but when you can manage a piece of property and you can hunt specific deer and you can study them and learn their patterns, to me, that's, that's hunting versus just climbing in a tree and start flinging bullets at, at anything that walks by. I think it's just really cool to be able to, uh, to, to le- get to learn deer like that when you see deer year after year. Uh, when you see them on trail cameras like that and you see them walk by their stands. Jason Mitchell, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio. How, how are the antlers looking? Are they are they starting to get up there pretty tall? Some of them are. You know, it's surprising. It's, uh, you know, what I, what I compare to is like a, you know, a bunch of kids in junior high. You know, they all kind of hit their stride at different times, you know, as far as when they <laughs> grow four inches, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I've had some... You know, like like in the middle of July, I've had pictures like say four bucks together, and maybe the medium-sized buck uh, ends up being the biggest buck in the pack. You know, by the end of the fall, and so sometimes you can get some surprises. But you know, if they have that big knob on the end of their antler, typically you're going to have a lot more growth potential up up ahead. And so that's kind of what I look for is you know how big are those bulbs on the end of their antlers, and you know that kind of tells you what it's going to grow up to be. But uh, it's fun. You know, people can say whatever they want about trail cameras, but you know when you're bow hunting. I can't remember, you know, the last time that I, I shot a deer, hunted a deer that I'd never seen before. I guess during the rut, you know, that happens more so. But uh, early and late season, you know, a lot of times you know who's around. And uh, to me, that makes it exciting. And, and the other thing, too, is it expands the season. You know, I'm thinking about deer in the middle of July, and I'm thinking about deer until the middle of January, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with it. So just to have a couple of weeks of it isn't enough for me. I got to be thinking about it all the time. And so trail cameras help. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Jason, you know, we, I, I didn't mean to call you up to talk about deer, although I could talk about deer uh, throughout the whole show. <laughs> We're like a bunch, of, a bunch of addicts, right? I mean, that's what it is. I mean, everybody has their vice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. <laughs> well, and, and it's funny because, you know, we're talking deer hunting, but your vice uh, probably leans more on the fishing side. Congratulations on your induction to the North Dakota Fishing Hall of Fame. 
Oh, thank you. It was really an honor, and I was I was really flattered to get the call. I was I was just uh, truly honored to to get that call. That's for sure. Have you ever been, you know, trolling along a weed line, daydreaming, thinking that someday doing this could get you into a Hall of Fame? <laughs> no, I guess you know. To be honest with you, it just never really crossed my mind. I, uh, you know, I guess I've never really gone out fishing, you know, for any type of accolade. I just, I just love to do it, and uh, I've always loved fishing, and I, I love what fishing can do for people, you know, and uh, I guess that's why I've always tried to be helpful in my own way, you know, in some capacity, try to either get people out to do it or, or, you know, help them, you know, and a lot of times, you know, in order to help somebody with fishing or hunting, it's a matter of simplifying things because things, you know, a lot of times, you know, I think sometimes people worry about too much or too much of the wrong stuff and, uh, you know, get out there and enjoy it. And I think, you know, I always joke if more people fish or more people hunted, our world would be a lot better place, you know? So, and I, I truly believe that. So. Absolutely. Uh, you were inducted with Terry Fleck of Bismarck. Did did you have a special speech <laughs> planned for the induction ceremony? No, I don't. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I don't think I have very long to talk. And I guess, you know, I'd, I'd probably just like to thank some people. You know, I've had so many great mentors and so many different people around me that uh, have oftentimes made me look way better as a human being than I probably am, you know, <laughs> and uh, I've sure had a lot of help along the way. And so I'd probably like to just thank some people, but uh, no, I haven't really thought about what I'm going to say. And I got to figure it out pretty quick. So I think on Thursday is when it is. So uh, right. <laughs> I'll have to think of something. So Jason Mitchell, our guest here, Northland Outdoors Radio. Let's talk about how you got here, uh, how you got inducted into the Fishing Hall of Fame. How many days out of the year do you estimate you spend on the water? Boy, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I used to spend a lot more, you know, as a guide, I, I had to pretty much fish every single day in order to make a living, you know, and there were a lot of summers, for example, where it was nothing to, you know, have 140, 100, almost 150 days in by, you know, by the end of the year. And, uh, you know, these days I'm doing a lot more traveling. I have a business to run. And so I still get out fishing quite a bit, but, you know, I'll never get to fish as much as I did when I was guiding for a living. And, uh, you know, I would say anymore, you know, I'm probably putting in, you know, probably, oh, you know, 70, 70 days a year, I suppose, out on the water where I used to be probably twice that much. Mm. And so, you know, last few years, you know, with the television stuff, I don't get to fish as much as I used to. But uh, on the flip side, you know, what's, what I really enjoy about what I do now is I get to travel all over and fish all these different bodies of water and, and meet all these great people that I would have never been able to as a guide because on a, as a guide, I pretty much had to fish one body of water year round and I never oh, sure. had a chance to go anywhere else you know i people would talk about the great fishing in different places and you know it meant nothing to me because i would never have a chance to go there whereas now i get to do those things and so you know there's been some pros and cons to you know as my career has changed over the years to where what i get to do now so let's talk about growing up a little bit fishing is what you wanted to do right not not golf as you said before not not homework <laughs> you wanted to fish <laughs> yeah yeah you know I'm a pretty one-dimensional person. You know, people can have conversations about all kinds of different things. I have no idea what they're even talking about unless they're talking about fishing. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, people talk about movies and all kinds. You know, I, it just goes right over my head. I, <laughs> I, I'm a pretty, pretty, pretty simple dude that way. I mean, I, yeah, I've always been obsessed with fishing. It's what I've loved to do, and uh, I guess I, was, I, I consider myself so lucky because I knew that at such a young age. You know. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing a little bit of everything as long as it, you find enjoyment out of life and you have a meaningful, purposeful life. You know, it's uh, teach their own. But, uh, you know, for me, I just I had no interest in anything else but, you know, being outdoors. And so that's what I did. So. 
What's your earliest memory of fishing? Boy, you know, I can remember, you know, being like five years old. And this is kind of a cool story. I, I, uh, I, was, I lived in Michigan until I was about five years old. And so halfway through kindergarten, my parents loaded up the U-Haul and moved out to North Dakota. And my mom was originally from North Dakota. My dad was from Michigan. And I can remember being like five years old and fishing, on, you know, just fishing from shore on a riverbank and uh, catching bullheads and carp and rock bass and things like that. And then, uh, you know, just being obsessed with fishing even back then. And uh, this year I had to fly out to Detroit for a sports show. Then I had to drive all the way up to Saginaw Bay for an in-store appearance at one of the sporting goods stores up there. And I, on the way there, I thought, you know, I'm going to stop by this little town that I spent the first, you know, four or five years of my life and just drive around and see what it looks like and see if I can remember anything. And I was actually, I was actually able to remember where I caught my first fish. I actually was able to drive there and find it. And so my <laughs> parents, they couldn't believe it. You know, but I, wow. I told them, I said, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I can, I can remember where I caught fish. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Mitchell, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio, uh, the 2016 inductee North Dakota Hall of Fishing Hall of Fame. If you could fish, I hate asking this question, but I, <laughs> but I always ask it. If you could fish for one species only for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Boy, that's a tough one. You know, I guess when push comes to shove, I really... Uh, you know, I really have a thing for walleyes. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, if I could... Uh, you know, pitch jigs into, or swim baits or crank baits into two or three feet of water and do that for the rest of my life, I'd be pretty happy. But, uh, you know, I love fishing for everything, you know. So it's fun to, you know, have some diversion, I guess, from the same old, same old, where I love fishing for small malls. I love fishing for large malls. I love fishing for steelhead carp, anything that bites I, I love to fish for. I think that uh, fishing for other species, especially in other ecosystems, makes you a much better overall fisherman or fisherwoman. Uh, but, boy, there's something about walleyes that um has always been kind of intriguing to me so well and, and you, you touched on it a little bit when you talk about having the type of job where you can travel around and, and see different bodies of water I've, I've been fortunate i'm in a position like that too where i've gotten to gotten to go out and experience some different things and chase different fish and like you said different ecosystems when you think about the types of trips that you've gone on and the places you've you've the areas you fish the species you fish for when somebody asks you about the trips what's one of the trips one of the fish that you went after what's a memory that stands out for you boy there's a lot of them you know uh when i first discovered saltwater fishing that was an eye-opener i thought boy if i would have discovered this when i was 17 years old my life might have been a whole different really? life course I you mean, know it's funny yeah, I mean, jason hang on right there more with jason mitchell when we come back here on northland outdoors radio LandRadar.com is a website to remember. Find the most extensive information about potlatch land at LandRadar.com. And right now, LandRadar.com has a northern Minnesota game farm for sale. Over 1,000 acres of fields and forest land, a lodge, five cabins, kennels, and an expansive home on the lake. Ideal habitat for deer, bear, and upland birds. Or just enjoy hiking, horseback riding, or on ATVs. To learn more, call 866-403-LAND. Visit LandRadar.com, a part of Close Converse Properties. Hey, anglers, looking for a destination where walleyes, fresh air, and fish fries are a way of life? Look no further than the famous waters of Lake of the Woods. From Bedette and the Rainy River to the main lake up to the northwest angle. Here, you'll enjoy the best walleye catch rate in the state. Maybe you'll pursue world-class sturgeon, pike, or muskies. Plus, you'll find lots of full-service resorts offering charter boats, delicious meals, and lots of Minnesota nice. Come experience the walleye capital of the world. Come experience Lake of the Woods. Catch the details at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.